With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Alex Contreras. Happy opening day. Welcome to Marlins Barbecue. Eli Sussman alongside a special guest today. I don't think this guy really needs any introduction. The Godfather. Danny Martinez, welcome, baby. Woo! Thank you, guys. Yeah, I, I love being here. I appreciate it. Man, Danny, uh, so so much excitement surrounding opening day. Sandy's on the mound. Chaz is making his opening day debut. Um, man, I can't tell you. This March Madness that was going on the Marlins Twitter, March Madness. Shout out to Fish on the Farm. They did a great job with that. Um, I got lost in the in the round of 64, but you know what? I feel really damn good that I made it at least on, a, on, on the bracket. And I know you're still in the fight, brother. Everybody, you already know it's a rhetorical question. Who's ever going against the Godfather's going down? <laughs> I don't know, man. Fish Army brought all of Braves Twitter out to vote against me, but that's okay. I, I, I take it with a good punch. <laughs> Those guys are always hitting us with curveballs, man. The Fish Army, the Braves Army, the, the Friar uh, the, the Army. I know they're San Diego Padre fans now. What's up with them, man? I hope they're not rooting for the Rays right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk, to not. Me, talk to me about the Citrus Series, man. Uh, lately, the Marlins have been getting the short end of the stick. You know, the Braves normally come into to Miami and they've, they've been dominating the fish lately. I think we're ready to punch them in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? When's the last time? I don't know if Eli has. I'm putting him on the spot. But when's the last time the Marlins started the season sweeping off somebody? Huh? How sweet would it be for us to just take a big bite of the, the Citrus Series and just punch the freaking Rays in the mouth? If we Is it over the top to think, hey, we can get a, a series sweep here? We got Sandy, Pablo, Lilo. Man, I hope we get a punch. I hope we get a punch because this offseason was so, I guess, slow. And then all of a sudden it culminated in all of this excitement with the TV deal and then with the naming rights and and Twitter's on fire. And yeah, it's about time that we start to take ownership of Florida again. We are the Florida Marlins. Forget the Miami Marlins. Take ownership of that. We have the stability here. I know you want to punch. You want to sweep. I'm good with two and one. But just something that shows, no, we're starting off the way that we want to continue of the success of last year. I love it. I love it. You know what? I, I think just, just I'm, I'm going off the, the, to a different path real quick. Um, I would love to see in the Citrus Series for these guys to wear some throwbacks. Right now it's opening day. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're going to rock our, our current jerseys loud and proud. But it would be pretty cool to see us wear the Florida Marlins jerseys and really show the Tampa Bay Devil Rays from back in the day who, who really rocks this whole state. And <laughs> we could bring it back to the 90s and early 2000s where we actually ran that and we were having the success. And honestly, the Rays throwbacks are pretty nice, too. If we're being honest here and if we're giving some love to the Rays over there when they were the Devil Rays, that color scheme was nice. But again, you know, we, we got ownership of who has the best throwbacks here in Florida. Definitely. Definitely. So, all right. Talk to me. What are you most excited to see in this in this opening day team? You know, I think that the easy answer is I really do want to see what Jazz does. 
but the reality is, I don't know, I might be a little bit more boring here. I'm just excited for the continuation of the vets. Like, I, I'm interested in seeing what they do with Jesus Aguiar versus Garrett Cooper versus one of the corner outfields. I want to see Brian Ander- Anderson continue, I guess, to show what he's been doing or, or eventually work towards that, you know, pay the hashtag that we have going for him. I'm excited to see Sandy continue to shove, right? That that was almost from a sports psychology kind of concept, something that we always talked about. And we heard Donnie baseball talk about it, that he just needs to trust his stuff. And last year, even in his face, man, like even the way he charged or, or took control of the mound and the way he exhibited that in his pitching, you saw him take control. Well, this is the time to do it. No more Jose Urania giving up a first pitch home run that Dan Levitard goes off on. No more, you know, early, early deficits in the, in the season. No, you're the bulldog. You're the ace. Go control this Rays lineup. I completely agree 100%. I think, I think Sandy's got like a, like he's got a chip on his shoulder. Like he's really out there, like really show everybody in the league, like he's for real. Like he's been showing it to us as the Marlins community, Marlins fans, that he's, this guy is like, he's got all the potential to be the horse. And and now he's like really, he's the horse of this whole rotation. And you know what, what feels really damn good is that behind him, we got Pablo Lopez and Pablo Lopez is like people marvel about him around the league. and it feels really good just having people talk so great about our rotation in general and shout out to the front office. I don't get tired of saying this man, because they're moving the pieces correctly. We're not going, you know, we're not breaking the bank for players. Like there'll come a time and a place where we'll, we'll have to pay uh, a player and it'll be a guy that'll be worth it. But man, Francisco Lindor just got a 10 year deal, 10 year <laughs> deal. What was it over $300 million? And it's like, man, I don't, I'm not saying I wouldn't want a Francisco Lindor, but, the way that that I don't know how, how we're set up, this market set up, and and the the past regime, unfortunately, like I guess it got engraved into our, our into our fan base's heads. It's like we got to nitpick the the budget. We can't really go all crazy like that. And to a sense, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? We're saving money and we're not really spending like forty percent or fifty percent of our budget on one player because it limits us. When one guy goes down, we were we were screwed. Now we're not, we got depth on top of depth on top of depth. Like it feels good. Lots of problems. Lots lots of good problems. Absolutely, and I think like you hit it. You hit it on the head there. There was a time in the 2008 core where they didn't have the depth, so they needed to spend, and ownership wouldn't. There was a time with the 2013 to 2017 core where they didn't have the depth, so they had holes, and the ownership had to spend, and they wouldn't. I'm not sure that the way that this has been developed since new ownership came in, that it speaks to us falling in that pattern. I'm not sure that we're going to have to have a hole that has to be bought out in free agency. Do I want them to flirt with the league average payroll? I do. Do I think that them having naming rights and TV deals allows them to be a little bit closer to that? I do. But when you have immense depth, when you have six, five, seven top 100 prospects, but not even that, just the layers of talent that Hill always spoke about utilize that and then spend wisely when you do have a player that you've identified that could be a part of that core and more importantly retain your core if brian anderson is the you know process daddy the rebuild daddy here retain him buy out his arbitration years if that's the case with andy or with sandy do the same retain your core because that's something that hasn't happened in miami's history where on the contrary we have spent heavily and it hasn't worked we, we don't do well with these big free agency contracts. Just look at 2012 and years prior. Make it work from the inside, make it sustainable, and have hope, at least on my end, that when they do need to spend, not because of a lack of depth, but because the window is closing and they have to go for it, that they will. 
What do you hey, feel Danny, about Danny, this is a question we've been asking, I guess, just about everybody the last few days, whether it's on Twitter or on pods, where the news came out on relatively short notice about the rebranding of the stadium, selling naming rights to Lone Depot, making it Lone Depot Park. Uh, I mean, Fish Stripes got a little bit of a heads up. We knew on Sunday, uh, but even then it was pretty short notice, knowing that the team was working on this for a while, but finally put into play. And I know you've given some thoughts to this about um, whether you think that that particular naming rights partner is appropriate. Do you think it's worth it for the team to compromise its name um, in order to get you know the reported amount of money, whether it's four or five million dollars per year that they're actually getting? And um, uh, what are you leaning towards in terms of the nickname that you personally are going to be referring it to? Are you going to be sticking with Marlins Park? Or is there a favorite of yours among all the ideas that have come out so far that you think is going to stick and that you think fans are going to be more comfortable with when they actually refer to it and try to take ownership of it themselves and embrace it? Yeah. So, so for the first part of that, listen, call me a sellout. I'm perfectly fine with giving some corporation the naming rights and us getting money that could be added to the payroll or to the community or to whatever the case is have always been okay with that. And I think I, I, I tweeted out before the numbers came out, like anything over 2.5 was great. Anything close to five was even better. Anything above that is just ludicrous. So whether it's the four, whether it's the 10, I'm happy with it. I'm very satisfied with it. Um, we're not Yankee stadium and I are just not, we're not this old uh, historical complex and park that you feel like you lose so much value by not being Yankee Stadium anymore. So we shouldn't pretend to be it. Um, if we want to call it Modern's Park, great. I still call Hard Rock like Pro Player Stadium, and that'll age me to that point. And there are still people that call it Joe Robbie, and that'll age them. Uh, as for the nickname, so Manso ran away with it, and I love it. And I think he actually spoke about it on his like night recap. One of the ones that I had done was like Deposito, like Deposito, but also like Despacito, and however you want to go with that one. So he had his own little on his news channel um, portion with that. So that might be my favorite, although as comical as that is, I honestly am kind of going to be pretty boring and I'll probably call it like the depot or a depot or LDP um, or stick with Marlins Park. But I think Deposito was a nice little compromise, especially in the part and the area of town that it's in. The depot, baby. Nah, man, you're right. I, I just... Uh... I agree with what you're saying, man. We got to get money however we can for Marlins Park. We don't have that history. And if the Marlins were able to learn anything, hopefully they learned something from their last landlord, the Miami Dolphins, right? That thing is like what, what, what Danny said. I call it pro player, Joe Robbie. It was Land Shark. Man, that thing's had so many name changes. It's crazy. I wonder if, if the Marlins are even going to consider eventually doing something like that with the Marlins Park or the, the Depot or Loan Depot. LDP or El Dipito, what'd you say it was? Some people, are, you know, you know, Deposito. yeah, Deposito, you know, the little Havana people are gonna call it the Home Depot. They're gonna get confused because they're too lazy. They just hear Depot, oh, yeah, Home Depot. <laughs> Mira, ahora entonces, man, que tú estás tomando, what you drinking on on opening day, man? Brother, with a newborn in the house, the most boring answer for you is nothing, man. I am, I am drinking my water and my H2O. Uh, I, I'm sure that there will be some good, 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 good Biscayne Brewery that'll uh, be in a bunch of people's homes. I still actually do have a few of those bottles just like to commensurate it. So I might open up one of those, but 
Yeah, baby, with a new baby in the house, that is boring old daddy time drinking some water. <laughs> I'm out of here, but I bet you're definitely going to take that in, man, sit there with your child, man, and watch their first open day. You'll never forget that, man. You got to get a picture in there and all that, dude. Absolutely. 100%, 100%. Even, even now, if I have to, like, calm him down, doing a little Let's Go Marlins chant, you know, with the Dolphins too, the Dolphins fight song. Try not to give him like any screen time at this age, but you better believe that in the background, I'll be watching like the 97 VHS tape and just, you know, every once in a while, I'll turn his little head towards it, trying to give him, give him a little good lesson of where he's going. But a hundred percent, man, getting, getting home and being able to um, watch opening day with him and just hold him and just, just start that tradition is something I'm very blessed and very happy to be able to do today. Hey, speaking of opening day traditions, uh, Glenn Geffner posted something pretty cool asking people what what one of their opening day traditions. Do you have anything, uh, any traditions that you keep in mind? Or obviously you're about to start now with your newborn, but. Absolutely. Well, the reality is that throughout my childhood, that was the one day that my mother and I could possibly save up an entire year to go to. So that has really always hit home for me. That that has always been through the thick and thin. And I, I think, you know, even one time I was sp- speaking with Jessica Blaylock on it on opening day on Fox Sports, now Valley Sports, um, that has always been consistent for me. Like we have always been to opening day. And it really, when I say saving for us and where we came from in my childhood, it really was like saving a year to be able to go to opening day. So those are the earliest memories that I have is my mother and I just going and sitting all the way at the top because that's what we could make. But still being there and then that transition from my mother to then it being my wife and myself doing that every year and and now this year really will be the first time in a very long time that I won't be there physically but it's well worth it right it's well worth it to be at home with my with my son and and, then be able to start that tradition so I would imagine eventually the same way it transitioned from my mother to my wife it'll transition to my wife myself and my son maybe one time my, my son and myself and really just honing in on the family and the family portion of opening day. I feel you, man. I, I, I can relate to you because myself, I'm not going to be able to attend opening day. So I'm kind of a little bit bummed out. I'm, I got caught up in work and I'm out of the, out of the city. And, you know, it's, it's been a tradition for me in my life and my family to go to opening day as many like opening days as possible. You know, it's a moment for me to hang out either with my cousins or my dad or my mom. Every year I always try to take somebody. If not, I'll just go, you know what I'm saying? With my stuff, I'll rock out a large group of one. <laughs> but it's always good to, it's always good to go out there and see the Marlins, man, that therapy. And uh, one of the things that I, I really miss from the old stadium, if I can go ahead and say this, man, I would love to go ahead and see tailgating happen at the, mm-hmm. at the depot. How cool would it be? We can't use that little field right across. Uh, what is it? The home plate entrance. We could set yeah. up something like that. That would be. That would be. I know we're still coming out of the COVID thing, the transition and all that. But they got rid of the the, the fifth base. I was a little bit devastated because that was like a little cool area. I know they're trying to minimize and keep every safety protocols and all that. But that that's something I hope that the the people at the depot consider. Man, bring tailgating back. Tailgate at the depot. Uh, tailgate get everybody amped up you i love like the hospitality like when you're outside uh the hard rock you know um when people are you know they're making hot dogs or doing a barbecue the ribs the steaks you know that's the essence of this whole show it's marlin's barbecue baby you know that's 
So absolutely get a good little churrasco outside. And, and honestly, that's the one thing I'm waiting for. That's the one thing, you know, COVID threw a wrench in that. I get it, but there were rumblings, right? That Jeter was pressing for the county to be able to build up the park or the, around the park rather. And that's hard and it's hard because of the residences and what would happen there. And, and there's a lot of uh, very in-depth conversation that we could go in that route. But yes, that part of it has always been missing, right? Marlins Park is truly beautiful. Even people that will make fun of their other fan bases and will make fun of the attendance and whatever the case is, will leave that park saying, yeah, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, but they did a great job with it. Yeah, but the renovations are first class. And yet the outside is lacking, right? It just is. It doesn't have the battery like in Atlanta. It doesn't have the city like in DC. That's something that goodness gracious with everything they've been doing, that's the next thing, right? Is building up the outside somehow, having a place where you can pull up and barbecue and and really make the show what it's about, right? I feel you 100%. For right now, for the, for those of you that don't know, there's a little brewery right outside of Marlins Park by Home Plate. It's called a Nightlife Brewery. It's like right in the cut. You know what I'm saying? So before you go in there, if you want to get yourself a beer, hopefully it's open. Go in there, man, get you a beer, turn up, and uh, enjoy opening day. Hey, final, final prediction right quick before we get out of here, everybody. Danny, what's the final score? <laughs> Let's see. I'm, I'm going to go 3-2. I'm going to stay consistent with what I predicted yesterday. I'm going to go 3-2, all right? I'm going to go specific. Uh, Bass strikes out. Uh, you know, whoever their starting catcher is, we won't predict who their starting catcher will be today on a 3-2, and they win 3-2. Very specific for you. If it happens, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but that's my prediction. 3-2 win. How do we get the runs? Ooh, give me a, a, a Garrett Cooper double, okay? Give me a Jazz Chisholm sack fly, and one of the boppers hit a home run. We'll go with Duval. Nice, nice. I was thinking somewhere along the lines, like 4-1. to 4-1 to one I like that. Win. Yeah, give Sandy me a little, dominates. give me a little space. <laughs> Sandy dominates for uh, six in six, six and two thirds. He wants to go to seven. Donnie says, "Forget about it." There's a whole season oh. left. Um, we we see the bullpen guys, and uh, we shut the door four to one. We win. We're gonna see. We're gonna see Jazz show out. We're gonna see Mickey Rowe with the single. Duvall's gonna accept the challenge that Mickey Rowe posted on social media yesterday. It's like, hey, you guys Correct. ready? It was, a, it was a cool video. He was running around the field, getting everybody excited. So I can't wait to see that. And uh, yeah, and the, the most exciting part is we're gonna get to hear all our guys, all our radio voices getting to say, it's a Marlins win. <laughs> Shout out to Paul Severino that was with us, baby. Absolutely, 100%. Well, guys, this has been all for the opening day edition of Marlins Barbecue. I hope everybody stays safe. I hope that you enjoy the game today at Low Depot Park, the LDP. Or what, what is it? El Depito? What was it? El Deposito. <laughs> El Deposito. Make sure that you guys vote for the Godfather. Don't let that cheater, the Fish Army, use the Braves fans because you use the Braves fans to try to win the whole thing. Don't let them sabotage it. Don't let them sabotage it. Stop the count. <laughs> I'm Alex Contreras, signing out. Go to fishstripes.com. You guys, uh, they're going to have a cool feed from 2 o'clock on. Make sure that you guys stop by, check it out. And most importantly, check out the game on Bally Sports Florida, baby. This is Alex Contreras, signing out. Go Fish.